welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 480, recorded live on Sunday, October 2nd, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who's prepping for Halloween already, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who's not, Andy Lowe. Hi. This is your first Halloween as a homeowner, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. And first one in a subdivision-ish. So are you going to do candy? Well, yes, of course we're going to do candy. Okay, just making sure. The question, though, becomes, how much candy do we do? Oh, man, that's always a tough call, right? Yes. See, you live on, on like, a grid of a subdivision. Yes. I live on a cul-de-sac. Yes. I get far fewer people who come down here because they have to go out of their way. Like, they especially, can't just keep going. Right? Especially they, you they, have that hill as well. Yeah, I'm also at the top of a hill. <laughs> I feel like the top of the hill is probably more of a deterrent than a cul-de-sac. It, it takes a little bit. So the cul-de-sac is, you know, you can just go up one side and you, you don't even have to turn around. You just keep going and the cul-de-sac pulls you right or back around again. Yeah. Ours, you'd have to literally go, like, grid by grid, square by square. Well, actually, more rectangle by rectangle. And not all the rectangles line up either, so that's... I feel like there's a math problem in there. It's like, what is the quickest route? The most efficient route. The most efficient route through the neighborhood. As many houses as you can. Yeah. Somebody's probably already got something like that, right? And if not, like, there's a good research project in there. What'd you say? Kate doesn't want me to do the math. Why not? I don't know. It's it's only like, you know, the traveling salesman problem. Which, you know, there's always that one about, where you know, with the states. And I'm like, well, that's easy. The one about the states. What, yeah, what where it's um, traveling salesman. And your yeah. boss um, tells you that he wants you to visit somebody in every single state. Yeah. But he doesn't want you to go to any state twice. So drawing a line through the, I assume just the continental. Yes, just the continental United States. Without going through? Any state twice. And he's like, and I'll meet you at the end. And he's like, you don't even know where I'm going to be. He's like, oh, I know. Yeah. Well, you assuming you know where you're starting. Oh, it doesn't matter. You can start anywhere. Well, if, if, if that's true, right, there's only one state you can end in? Yes. Can you start from that state and go backwards? I never thought about that one. Right. If there's one state that you have to end in, couldn't you start there and go the route backwards? Yeah, you have a point on that one. Okay, so, you know, just pointing that out. All right, but yes. Also, no. the, the traveling salesman problem, your problem of, given this set of stops, find the most efficient route, uh, is kind of a, a big problem in computer science. Well, of course, yeah, because it's all about, computers are all about efficiency. Right, but that problem... For every stop that you add is not a linear growth. If I add one stop, it doesn't double the length of it. It's not even exponential growth where it doubles, 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 doubles. It's not linear where it multiplies it up. It is a factorial growth. I just want the candy, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's, but yeah, no, it, 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 for me, it'd be just part of like, just the, the principle of the thing to try and figure it out. Well, if you can figure it out, and figure it out in a way where it's not a factorial growth. You just won like every science prize in computing ever, and possibly the Nobel Prize in mathematics. 
Do they give the Nobel in mathematics? I think they do, right? I don't remember. But it's a very, very... It's an easy problem to solve. It is a very, 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 very difficult problem to solve in a short amount of time. Where are the awards process? No. Awards ceremonies? No. I just want you to tell me, Wikipedia, how many Nobel Prizes are given out every year. And in what? Yeah, and in what uh, list of Nobel laureates? No. List of prizes, medals, and awards? No, that's very generic. Maybe types of Nobel Prizes? Do you want me to try and find it? Uh, Nobel Prize in Physics, Chemistry, Physiology or Medicine, Literature, Peace Peace. Prize, and the uh, Economic Sciences. Yeah, so no mathematics. Just Physics, Chemistry, Med, Lit, Peace, and Econ. Yep. There have been 573 Nobel Prizes between 1901 and 2015. You're on the same page I'm on, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. The NobelPrize.org? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you actually should just go to the source. Do, and Do you know how fast I got there? Pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. How's your Google Foo feeling, Andy? <sighs> Sometimes that's not so good. Nope. For reference, I searched Nobel category. Ah. It was the first link. So, Dave. Yeah. How does it feel to be 5-0? and oh? Feels pretty damn good. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Michigan had a pretty easy start to the season. Wisconsin, unfortunately, has not. Wisconsin ha- Wisconsin is a rough season. LSU, Georgia, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, Nebraska. Like, those are not easy teams. How many of those are top 10 teams? Or will be when Wisconsin plays them? Yeah. Uh, Michigan State was. Michigan was. Ohio State probably is. Uh, Nebraska maybe by that time. It's hard to say. Northwestern isn't, that's for certain. Neither is Illinois. Ohio is ranked number two right now. (laughs) After going 58 to nothing with Rutgers. Ouch. Which poll are you looking at, by the way? Um, I assume the AP. Okay. Because I'm actually just looking at it through Google's website. If you go to the USA Today poll, if I can find it. Well, the USA Today poll doesn't come out until later, doesn't it? No, I think it just came out. If I can find it. Okay. No, it's just the AP Top 25. Mm. But we'll see what happens, because now Wisconsin has a week off, then they have to go play Ohio State. Oh, that's here, isn't it? Oh, shit. (laughs) That's when Laura's sister is in town, too. I'm sorry. That'll be interesting. Nope, nope. She's here the weekend after. Good. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I'm like, God, God damn, I guess we're not going downtown. I think there's enough red and white down there normally. It's a, it's a joke actually designed to annoy both Wisconsin and Ohio fans. Why? Because I'm pretty sure neither school's colors are technically red and white. Oh, it's, what, scarlet and crimson and... Is a cardinal and white for Wisconsin. Whoa, cardinal. God, these Big Ten schools and their precocious. Precocious? Precocious. Per, precocious. Perco- precocious. They're, they're careful. I, Andy, are you sure no. that's the word you're looking for? No, that's not the word I'm looking for. You were closer the first time. Hmm? When you're making something up, you... Pretentious. There we there go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. 
Oh, I thought it was my hint that was working. No, I don't pay attention to you, Dave. Okay. Gray and Scarlet is Ohio State. Scarlet and Cardinal and Maze. <laughs> As opposed to green and white? Yeah. <laughs> okay, MSU's a little... Well, I, I was talking about Eastern. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Michigan right? State's got a... Pre- <laughs> Michigan State football colors. It's green and white. Design and visual identity of the MSU brand. Color palette. Yeah. Green and white, yeah, no. There's it's, an official MSU green. It's just green and white. Yeah. Right, it is literally the words green and white. Yes. Do you there, want to know? There probably is a hex code for the green that they pretend that is just green, the green that they like to use. Hex code probably also is... also Pantone, isn't it? Yep, Pantone is 567. Pantone 567, hex code 18453B. 18453B. It's red, green, blue, Andy. You're right. So it's 24 red, 69 green, and 59 blue. Yes. Secondary colors. Ooh. <laughs> Do you know that Michigan, the University of Michigan, has a font? Really? Yeah. So there's this brand.msu.edu. Michigan has the same idea. They've, like, a lot of colleges have a brand website. Yeah, this is why I'm going through the MSU one right now. Yeah. So if you go look up the U of M one, uh, style guideline for web... University of Michigan brand logo guidelines, maybe? Yeah. Where did that go? The Victor's, Victor's font. font. Oh, my gosh. Designed exclusively for us by us. It's a font named the Victor's. Wow. That's con- that's <laughs> that's being controlling. Yeah. Using the logo, so you have to have, like, space around the logo. All right. I'm looking at the Western Michigan now, right now. Typography. Uh, following families of type should be used in all print publications. Arial, open source, and source sans pro. Okay, then. <laughs> so, um... Please note, I like this, because they have, like, a bunch of, like, don't do this. And at the very bottom, it's, please note, misused logos were not actually produced by the schools or colleges represented. <laughs> it's not that other people actually did this. It's just saying, if they would have done it, don't do this. Yeah. Wow. Design principles, typography. I really like this. Right. Should we talk about topics, though? I guess. Did you watch the game? Which or game? Or any games? Which game? Um, I paid Wisconsin. attention a bit to the Western Central game. Who won? Western. Yay! Eastern also beat Bowling Green as well. So Holy shit. I know. Eastern, are they undefeated? No, they're 4-1. They played Missouri. Oh, they played and, an actual school? Yeah, they played an actual school and got beat. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Eastern. <laughs> I mean, they're doing pretty good, all things considered. Yeah, so I was prepping dinner last night, and so I had the game on there, and this was before the game had started, and uh, Robin Hook, the voice of the Broncos, was going over out-of-town scores, and he he's goes there, and he's like, and Eastern Michigan beat Bowling Green? And just the surprise in his voice was like... <laughs> Thanks! <laughs> yeah, we, we like, actually have a team and play. And It's like, oh, Eastern Michigan is 4-1. Huh. <laughs> and he just left it at that and just kept on with the other scores. I'm like, okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. The, uh, the game that we watched, we watched the whole thing. 
It was two teams with really tight defenses. There was not a lot of motion the entire game. Mm. But we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. I suppose that's enough of sports. Yes. Okay. What are you going to be for Halloween, Andy? Uh... (laughs) Jumping back a topic. (laughs) Okay. Remind you okay there? Yes, but you specifically said that's enough about sports. Andy, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? You're going to be something sports related, aren't you? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> that's why I started laughing. What are you going to be, like, Andy? Uh, Western Michigan's football coach, PJ Fleck. How many people in your area are going to get that, Andy? Oh, everybody at work's going to get it. That's that's basically, you know, that's my goal on that one. Is to, Okay. Everybody at work's going to get it. Beyond that, I'm not sure. Okay. That's an interesting choice. Well, he, he's a very distinctive look, which I can easily replicate, no problem, um, because his sideline outfit is always the same, because he's got the sunglasses, he's got the headset, he's got khakis on, he's got a shirt and tie underneath a quarter zip pullover with the Western logo on it. Okay. So sometimes he wears a visor, sometimes he wears a ha- most of the time it's a visor, but sometimes he doesn't. But um, you can get that, you can get a clipboard going. And like a Western Michigan logo on it. Yeah, something you can make it look pretty standard there. But his PJ Flex isms are just he he's a walking like cliche almost. It's not to sound bad of the guy, but he he's got things like row the boat RTB, and he's got like how hill, and he's everything that he's got. You know, has got like an acronym or a a meaning behind it. I'm getting texts that a certain someone else in your household is not a huge fan of this idea. Well, this, like I said, this is mainly for work. Ah, people at work, you know, find it hilarious. Okay, well that's that's good to know. I might just pull like a Stephen Colbert and just leave it at the office. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't take it home with me. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Probably a good idea. Okay, how about we hit this massive list of topics that we actually have. Okay. What would you like to talk about first? As I refresh and get the full list of like 18 topics. Oreo cookies. Yeah. Oreo cookies. So. I like Oreo cookies. Um, I haven't had an Oreo in like 12 years, but I liked Oreo cookies. So the Netflix asked the FCC to declare that all data caps on home internet connections were unreasonable and they should be removed. But that was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, back in uh, filing last week, probably first week of September. So they filed a proceeding on there. And then with the proceedings, people are able to comment Excuse me, on these proceedings. And one of these comments came from Mediacom, a cable company with a little over 1.1 million subscribers in 22 states. Okay. And so the Netflix says, you know, we need to get rid of these data caps. People need to have unlimited data on their wired internet access. And so they said that the customers shouldn't get unlimited data because using the internet is just like eating Oreos. Really? Yes. Okay. So this How is, is this, using the internet like eating an Oreo. I'm glad you asked. Let me quote you the <laughs> paragraph. I'm pretty sure that as like a business provider, I can choose not to eat an Oreo. Well, let me let me tell you what his his thought process was behind this. All right? Yeah. 
Quoting from their article, imagine you are out for a walk and experience a sudden irresistible craving for Oreo. Mind you, he actually registered the Oreo name in his like paragraph. He used the Oreo registered trademark. Yes, he used the Oreo registered trademark. How much did Nabisco pay for this? I don't know. You only want to spend $2, which means that you will be able to buy a two-pack or maybe even a four-pack. But for sure, you cannot get the family size of over 40 cookies. For that many, you'd have to spend more. Of course, it would be nice if your $2 bought you the right to eat an unlimited number of cookies. But you know, that is not the way our economy works. Okay. Couple things there. <laughs> yes. First off, I don't need to eat Oreos to live. Now, I personally don't need the internet to live. I understand that. I'm not making the comparison that the internet is like oxygen. But for businesses to survive and thrive in this modern day and age, I would say that they do need the internet. Difference number two, eating the Oreo makes the Oreo disappear. Yes. It is no longer there. It is a consumable good. Artificial data caps are artificial. Plus the your this this whole idea of pay more get more works for tangible things, right? Things that that are consumable that would yes. disappear. Yes, you are intentionally putting a a plug on the pipe that I purchased. I shouldn't be paying you for the stuff that goes through the pipe. I am paying you for the pipe. Yeah, no, this whole, like, Oreo. The, he also, at one point, um, compared the analogy to socks, coffee, iPhone, and Xbox One storage capacities, video games, gasoline, water, electricity. Water and, and electricity should be fine. Well, but, not really. I mean, the problem with I, water and electricity is the fact that, um, so, so we, you know, just like our cable provider, we don't really have a choice of who our power provider is going to be. Yep. It all depends on where we live. Yep. But water and electricity are actually highly regulated, or at least right. much, much more highly regulated by the government than ISPs are. Right. I get my water from the city of Madison. Yes. I, yeah. But, like, that's the point. Like, if it's a proper comparison to water and electricity, if you're saying that the internet should be like water or electricity, I'm all for that. Especially, you know, if we use less, we pay less. That is not the case. <laughs> with our cable if we careful and I, that's that's a dangerous way andy what do you mean use less pay less that's the same thing as pay more get more yes but if kate and i okay example kate and i go on vacation up north for a month this house is not being used we turn off all of we unplug all the tvs we unplug all the computers this house is basically we we flip the main breaker okay we don't pay any electricity because we're not here using it. But our ISP will still charge us the full amount of whatever our monthly thing is, even if we're not here using it. No matter, like, if we use one megabyte or a hundred megabytes, they're still going to charge us the same that amount. That makes it sound like you're in favor of pay-as-you-go. But it's, it's not. <laughs> they, they, they're trying to say that, oh, no, we're just like the electricity company. Comcast did this years ago. Comcast tried to say that, oh, we're just like the electricity company. It's like... They're not. You, they're yeah. absolutely not. I know. That's what I'm saying is the fact that the ISP is not our power company. It, yeah. It's not comparable. That's, that's what I'm trying to go for. It's not the same thing. Yeah. So 
this is just stupidity. Mm-hmm. We're not greedy pigs. Yes. Yes, you are. Well, also the fact that who's able there's there's no regulation on you know, okay, if you're charging me for X amount of data per month, who do I go to to get that number? It's you guys. I can't unless you know, I'm sitting here putting some sort of box between my equipment and yours. To see how much data is flowing? To see how much data is flowing, you know. Isn't that true of water, though? Oh, if you put, like, a water meter in between your, your right, house like and... How, how are you going to find out how much water your house is taking? I can go outside to our water meter and actually look at it. You have a water meter? <laughs> I think so. I don't think we do. I know we've got a gas meter and an right, electricity like we have meter. A, we have a power meter, and good luck reading that. Like, it's it's cryptic. Well, I know how to read those. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. The average person does not. Does not. not. Yeah, true. I'm pretty sure you don't have a water meter. I don't know. I'll have to look around. At least not accessible. Probably not, actually. All right. So ISP companies are trying to make comparisons of the internet to things that are not the internet, which is just silly. Yes. Purchases. Who bought who? Who bought who? Walmart bought someone. Oh, you want to guess the price? Well, it's, uh, I should probably tell you what it is. Walmart uh, bought Jet.com. Okay, Jet.com is the online... Mega retailer. It's the really small Amazon. Yes, it's the small Amazon. Yeah. Okay, so Walmart trying to buy some... Which I don't understand why you do that, other than buying the name. You get the name? You get the name and you attach it to your Walmart infrastructure. Right. Because I have a feeling Walmart's infrastructure is probably a lot better... Walmart's infrastructure is a lot better for feeding Walmart stores, but that is a very different infrastructure than direct delivery to people's houses. Yeah, that is true. It'd be more like a... Like an Amazon? Yeah, like an Amazon. So maybe Jet has more of an Amazon infrastructure than a Walmart infrastructure. Right. Now, Walmart logistics combined with an Amazon infrastructure would be fucking terrifying. Yes. Yes, it would. But... So they purchased Jet.com. They purchased Jet.com. All right, I'm going to go with $500 million. $3 billion. $3 billion? Billion with a B. Three. Now just take that Austin Powers scene where, like, Dr. Evil comes forward in time. He's like, $1 million, and everyone just bursts out laughing. Amazon, not Amazon, Walmart just paid 3,000 times that amount. Okay, so I do have to say, though, they're probably not as small as they used to be. Jet.com? Yeah, because according oh. to them, they've hit $1 billion in sales and $12 million stocked items in just a year. Yep, they're not small fry, certainly. No, they, they've come out of nowhere, and they've actually, it looks like, done pretty well for themselves. There's no Amazon. No. <laughs> Nobody's Amazon outside of Amazon. Right. Well, Alibaba. I thought Alibaba was only uh, mass... There's AliExpress. Oh, AliExpress? Okay. Yeah. Like in, in China, there are other things besides Amazon. Yeah, no, I thought like, yeah, this would be, you know, you'd have to buy 128 pieces of something. Minimum order 1,000, things yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, and then Ubisoft purchased a game company. Well, this is new. Normally Ubisoft was trying to, you know, sell people. What? I thought Ubisoft and the other... Um, Game companies are basically closing thing, closing things rather than, you know... I mean, from time to time, it's like what EA used to do, right? They yeah. buy a studio and then shut them down. Once their product was done. And just absorb them into the, the main thing. They yep. did that to Westwood Studios. Rest in peace. 
Uh, Ubisoft purchased Ketchup. K-E-T-C-H-A-P-P. Ketchup, which is the uh, mobile game publisher that stole some of their stuff from other places. Oh, these are the guys who... Um, they didn't do threes, but they did 2048, right? Yeah, which is just threes, but in but powers of two. Yeah, it's threes, but to the power of two. So again, you be like company buying company. I didn't see a price tag on this one. Did I just not read close enough? I don't think I saw a price tag, though. Ketchup has released nearly 100 games. Yeah, most of them are garbage. Wow, that's... Yeah. Wow, that's... Okay, that's interesting. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't know. I mean, I liked 2048 until I realized that it was literally just a clone of an earlier game. Then you just just feel a little dirty afterwards? Felt a little dirty, yeah. Just a tiny amount. So other things, speaking of Amazon and well, previous purchases, uh, remember when Amazon bought Twitch? Yes. Well, now they're finally bundling Twitch in with Amazon Prime. Bundling Twitch with Amazon, what does that mean? Well, it's Twitch Prime. So you get Twitch's paid service as part of your Amazon Prime membership. Sweet! I get Twitch Prime now, then. Yes. Um... Technically, I don't because Kate is the one who actually has um, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, and I'm just a family member of that. So you'd have to log in up to her account. Yes, and I have to. I would have to attach my Twitch to her account, which I don't want to do. That okay? You could just make a Twitch account, quote unquote, for her. True. And then use that. She might still not actually like it. So yeah. So there are. You know, it's ad free then. Um, Free in-game content for games like like Hearthstone. You get uh, if you sign up for Twitch Prime, you get a um, new priest character. Cool. So you could do that for Hearthstone. They give you some discounts, but mostly it's just the um, ad-free version of Twitch. I'm okay with that. So, just another advantage to Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, which they might be raising the price of again. <laughs> of course, they are. I mean, it's still, to me, still worth it. I don't know how much is the cutoff. Like, at what point is it no longer worth it? I, I don't know, because Kate and I always get the, the free book every month. Yeah. Uh, we used to watch a lot more Amazon Prime video until Netflix came along. Yep. Um, how much can, is too much? The two-day shipping's also really nice. I don't know, it'd be one of the things where I'd have to actually pay attention to, you know how much I actually do listen to it over a year. Right. So what else news we got here? Oh, dear. Um, Speaking of streaming, CW adds free streaming? Yeah. So if you use the CW app, you get all of their shows for free. No cable subscription required. No, like, enter your credentials from X. Just you get their stuff, which includes Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, you get the last five episodes for free. Not bad. Okay, so the, all the, the CW shows are getting pulled from Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting delayed on Netflix. Yep. So it's just the last five episodes free? So what am I supposed to do about my older episodes of The Flash? Netflix. Netflix is still going to have those? All right. Yeah. It'll still have them. It's just they're delayed, so you won't see them for a while. Okay. Probably until they fall off of the CW one. But it hooks into all the 
Roku's and Chromecasts and all that fun stuff. Well, that's good. So wait, there was a Netflix outage this weekend because I didn't notice it. There was a Netflix outage. Guess what came out this weekend? Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Did you watch Luke Cage? No, I'm still I'm on episode ten and a half of Jessica Jones. Ten and a half. Well, I stopped it because Kate came downstairs. And you don't watch it when Kate's in the room? I, we were going to do other things today. Ah, okay. So it's, it's not just you stopped it because Kate came downstairs specifically. No. It's, there were other things to do, and there was the opportunity to do them. Yes. I see. Okay. Episode 10. I don't remember if we're in episode 10 or not. Well, what's the last thing that happened? Uh, spoilers? <laughs> Have you seen the part where Kilgrave meets his parents? Yes. Are both... Spoilers. Spoilers. I don't know how much you want me to ask, Andy, because, like, I might get a big part of it. That was the... The scissors was the end of the last episode. Okay. And I moved on to halfway through the next episode. So you're dealing with the fallout of the scissors and the, the cut wire. Yes. Okay. That is where I'm currently at. Okay. I think that's the episode we just watched. Okay. I think. (laughs) <laughs> you think yeah but netflix <laughs> went down for two hours while luke cage was was being binged Oof! i've heard really good things about luke cage by the way well i hope so because i feel like jessica jones and daredevil were getting really emo if that makes any sense i wouldn't call it emo well, they're certainly getting... dark yes they're getting just dark and angsty and emo and it's angsty all... i'll go with angsty i'm i'm i would argue against emo i don't think they're going to be emo no but angsty is definitely i'd go with angsty i'd go with dark i'd go with uh disturbing yeah like there's a reason why we are not done with jessica jones and it's because i can't sit and watch multiple episodes yeah no i can the most i've watched in a row is only two episodes in a row that's it i I just well we watch we watch like the first three in a row and then after that it's like i can do one every couple weeks I, I just can't, right? I can't sit down and watch more. It's so emotionally disturbing and scarring, and nope, just not going to do it. It's like I, I need to get more of the funness of Avengers and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Oh, all right. So here's here's a show for you, and I don't know how I feel about this show because it is clearly designed for a younger audience than me. It's called Milo Murphy's World. Or no, not World. Milo Murphy's Law. Milo Murphy's Law? Milo Murphy's Law. So the kid's name is Milo. It's Milo Murphy. He's supposed to be like the grandson or the great-grandson of Murphy, as in Murphy's Law. It's the same creators as Phineas and Ferb. Oh. And it stars Weird Al. (laughs) Like, this is what he's doing now that he's done with his mandatory tour. Okay. First full episode is out on YouTube. It's it's interesting. I'm still not sure how I feel about it and if it's like something I want to watch. I I don't you, know. You could watch the opening because it's a, it's a 43 second animated opening. No, I'm Here. gonna, I'm, I'm Here's gonna the link. moment. Go watch it. Nope. Gonna nope. do it later. Okay. Music is by Weird Al. That's fine. How do we get onto that? Not sure. CW. Yeah. Yes. Streaming okay. their stuff. Yes. Okay, CW is streaming. Uh, cool science news. I was going to go with some more streaming news. Oh, go for the streaming news. So remember we talked about the FCC and their 
set-top boxes and the applications and everything else like that. Yeah, and that the, the cable industry was kind of gutting it and spreading misinformation and lies? Yes. Okay. Well, it may or may not have worked because the vote that was supposed to happen on it yeah. on Thursday got canceled. was canceled, yes, minutes before the meeting was supposed to start. Yeah, because Tom Wheeler was like, I'm not going to win this one. Yeah, no, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's, he knows what's going on, and he saw the writing on the wall, and he knows how much money the industry... He used to do that sort of thing. Yes. So he knows what kind of money the industry was trying to throw at it. And he backed out. He said, nope, this is not going the way we wanted it to go. We're stopping. But yeah, so this has been the third, I think, rewrite of the rules and stuff that where it has not passed. So uh, they might come up in the October 27th meeting, but who knows right now because nobody is talking about it. I don't have anything to add. On yeah, no, it's it's sure. weird, though, because they, they haven't voted on it yet, so they can't put it out for public comments. And so it's a lot of backroom deals and negotiations and stuff that, you know, yep. nobody, no, nobody like, knows anything about because it's it's the last thing was his op-ed that he had posted in the paper, and that was... How many months ago was that? Uh, original proposal was in February. Oh, the fact sheet was released. When was the fact sheet released? Sometime, I think it was in August or maybe September. So, yeah, no, it's... Who knows if this is actually ever going to happen now? It probably won't. Well, it might, just not for a while. Nope. It's just got to... We have to wait for things to cycle, right? Yes. To wait for them to move... Some new FCC board members. Board members? Like, it's not... Chairman. Is it plural chairman? Yes. Okay. F the FCC chairman. But there's, like, a lead chairman? Yes. Because Tom Wheeler is the, the chairman of the chairman of the FCC. Yes, but the other people, the five people on the, the executive board at the FCC are all considered chairman. Okay. So we have to wait for some new chairmen who are a little less influenced by the telecom industry, which is crazy... Again, given that Tom Wheeler <laughs> was a lobbyist for the telecom industry and is now, like, the least influenced by them. Yes. I'm confused. This, I don't know. to me, makes very little sense. Okay. I don't know. I just work here. Well, uh, you and me both? Yeah. Uh, is that all the streaming stuff? Um, the... Set-top's box. Set-top box. Uh the ISPs and Oreos, Netflix and its outage. Are we good with streaming? Um, I could segue slightly off of that with the FCC and the fact that uh, the first presidential debate happened on Monday. Okay. We missed a really good transition, by the way. Oh? Well, we had the FCC and we had the uh, the Oreo thing. Those, those are two things that both involve the FCC. Yes. Right, the ISPs and Oreos. Yes, it would have been great. To, never mind. Go on the 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 presidential debate. Did you see the SNL recap of the presidential debate? No, I meant to do that, but Go I did not watch it after this. Okay, um, but the university um, told journalists who were um, attending the event that instead of providing free Wi-Fi or offering, you know, just minimal amount for it. Uh, the journalists were expected to pony up $200 per person for Wi-Fi access. That is a lot of money for Wi-Fi. That is, especially since, you know, you have a lot of journalists in there, so that's a lot of devices trying to 
connect to Wi-Fi. I have a feeling it's probably not even good Wi-Fi with the number of people crammed into one small room. That is a lot of money for Wi-Fi. Yep. $200 for an hour and a half. Yep. Well, okay, so probably for like three hours, because they would have used it before and after. Yes, but still, that's $200 for a temporary Wi-Fi. So the FCC is now actually uh, looking into it. Yeah. Because according to a 2015 public notice published by the FCC, willful or malicious interference with Wi-Fi hotspots is illegal. Really? the university was actually going around with a uh, spectrum analyzer and hunting down people's personal or Wi-Fi hotspots and telling them to stop using them. Huh. So like all the MiFi stuff? Yes. The Verizon Wi-Fi? Because that's going to be cheaper, right? Like, why yeah. pay $200 for Wi-Fi when you can pay $200 a month and get <laughs> unlimited from Verizon? Yes. Or near unlimited, I guess, because Verizon hates unlimited. But, you know, you would already have that already budgeted for it. You would not be expecting to pay for an extra $200. Right, just for the debate. Yes. In case you're wondering, there are other um, rental prices for things there. Yeah? Um, let's, I'm just curiously going down the list. Okay, network setup includes a space for your tractor-trailer truck and everything, $5,500. Damn! Uh, office equipment, you could rent a laptop computer with Microsoft Office for $150. Laser printer for two fifty, multifunction laser printer for four hundred. Who's printing shit? I don't know. Surge is, this, suppre- <laughs> is this just for the university in general, or for this event? This is for this event, for the debate only. You can rent a surge suppressor outlet strip for fifteen dollars. That's so that you can keep everything plugged in. Yes, like your multifunction laser printer. Yes, but are you going to rent a surge suppressor for $15? You can rent a 42-inch HD TV for $565. What? Yes. I am very confused. <laughs> These, there's a list of actual the debate rate card for renting things from the university for the debate. I am very confused. A patch cable for $15. Soft chair overstuffed, $250. To just, like, hang out in a chair? I don't know, in case you want to do interviews of people at the debate. Tables, chairs, folding chairs, secretarial chairs, desks. Oh, my couches. gosh. Three oh my gosh. couch. Desk lamp. Desk lamp. Yeah. $150. That is a very expensive lamp. That is a very expensive lamp. A Why desk- did you do that and not the floor lamp that is also $150, <laughs> and then it's not on your desk? I don't know. This is... What were they expecting? I don't know. So yeah, so this $200 of Wi-Fi, that's ridiculous, but oh my gosh. Exterior live stand-up position outside debate hall, an 8x16 with electric, one approved per network. So like ABC or NBC gets a spot for $1,000. Oh my God, this is just a money-making scheme by Hofstra. I'm not sure if it's actually Hofstra or if it's probably, they probably had to go number this high because these I think these stuff was set up by the commission on presidential debates yes this is holy shit and people agree to pay this well all the major sites are going to want to go live from the debate this I'd is abc nightly news outside <laughs> live from the debate floor oh my god which Who behind me you know later this, this evening go? i want to know where this money goes where does the the uh commission for presidential debate where do they spend their money? I don't know. I, I 
don't know. <laughs> it's ridiculous, though. I feel Ooh. like this should be like a John Oliver thing where it just sets them in like... Like, set their researchers on this. Yes. The organization, which is a nonprofit organization controlled by the Democratic and Republican parties that run debates. Okay. It has a board. It has people. Like, it's a nonprofit, but that doesn't mean that they can't pay their employees. I don't know. So, yeah, so I wanted to point that out there because that's ridiculous. That is utter ridiculous. That's a lot of money. In other ridiculous news, Samsung's things are exploding again. More? Yes. Not just the... the, um, Note 7. Note 7. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, they're... um, the U- U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission issued a warning to owners of a specific top-loading washing machine manufactured by Samsung due to concerns over exploding units. What? <laughs> what part of the washing machine is exploding? Like, I would like to know. Uh, the department pursued incidents filed by consumers in three U.S. states, including claims by a Texas woman that her washer exploded with such ferocity that it penetrated the interior wall of her garage. Oh, my. I the, issue, the issue is believed machine. to have been caused by abnormal vibrations. Okay, so it was off-centered? That's what it seems. The uh, Samsung is simply recommending that consumers just switch to the delicate cycle when dealing with bulky items, bedding, and water-resistant materials. The heavy as, stuff. As there has been no reported incidents when using this cycle. <laughs> if you're afraid that your washing machine might spin itself into oblivion, <laughs> just put it on delicate. Yes. Have you seen the videos of the people who, like, they, they take a washing machine out into a field. Yeah. They plug it in through God knows how many extension cords. And then they throw a brick into it. Oh, gosh, that's not... Those things spin very, very fast. Yes. And they kind of depend on a balanced wheel. But if you all of a sudden introduce like five or ten pounds on one side, uh, it spins itself into oblivion. It actually breaks itself up. Hold on, Dave. I'm, I'm posting you a picture. Posting me a picture of... Is this the woman's? Yes. Wow. That's a top load? That's a top load. And it just spun. It looks like it didn't. It said it exploded. That's what she said. If you can see, the, the side panel is definitely Sides are bowed. burst. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it exploded so much as it just rocked itself back and forth. Did a piece fly into the wall or did it just hit the wall? I don't know. I'm just looking at a picture here. I don't. Right. Well, I'm looking at the, the corner of the washing machine next to the wall. Yes. Right? It looks like it may have just slammed against the wall. It's not that a piece flew out from the washing machine and flew into the garage. It's just that the whole thing was rocking back and forth so much that it slammed into the wall. Hold on. The ABC News website has got a... I'm trying to find a better picture. No, I don't want your video to auto-load. Stop it. <laughs> no, stupid with the video. All right, I'm going to copy another image. This one looks like it actually did kind of explode. Oh my. Or just that the basket was rocking back and forth so hard. Yeah. Seriously, go watch the videos of people like spinning oh, a washing I've, machine to death. I've seen those. Yes. Yeah. This this looks similar to that. They're they're rather violent. Yes. Okay. So more trouble for Samsung. More trouble for Samsung. Trouble for Capcom. Uh oh. Street Fighter Five had an update. Okay. That installed a rootkit. Oh, I, I'm not, 
I thought we were past this. Oh, really? I like. I really thought we were past this. I thought that companies weren't doing this anymore. That's oh, really? <laughs> Gamers realized something was a little off when the upgrade brought in a new driver and demanded operating system grade access to the computer before the game starts. What? Yeah, Comcast. Capcom.sys completely blows away the SMEP. SMEP, yeah, I forgot what SMEP stands for. But yeah, it's that what that normally blocks like kernel level privileges and stuff, right? Yeah. Supervisor mode execution protection prevents kernel level software from executing code in user owned memory pages. Yeah. Oh, jeez, you got to be kidding me, really? Uh, that's dumb. Yeah. That's actually really, really bad. Glad I didn't get that game. Yeah. And now I'm going to be a little nervous about anything that Capcom installs. In fact, if you ever find a file called Capcom.sys, that's the file that's doing it. So, Dave, where were you on Wednesday, the 28th? At work. At at 2.20. 2.20 Eastern? Oh, sorry, 1.20 Central. My apologies. I was at work. So you did not know about the national EAS test, did you? What the hell is an emergency... Emergency alert system? Oh, nope. Yeah, no, a lot of people didn't notice about it. Was there an EAS test? Yes. Oh, shoot. Oh, thanks for reminding me. What? Uh, It's the first week of the month, so on Wednesday at noon there will be a test. Okay. In Wisconsin, southeast Wisconsin, every first Wednesday of the month, uh, at noon is a tornado test. Oh. So that'll be this month, or this week, this coming Wednesday. Yes. Well, there was so a... What, there was what a, did the EAS test do? Um, it was actually, remember, what, 2008? There was a national test that happened where all the TV radio stations were supposed to broadcast the same message at the same time. Vaguely. Not it, really. It was, it was a long time ago. It it was a cluster. Just believe me on that one. People still talk about how bad it was. Okay. Um. So there was a, there was another one that they tried this time, and this one actually ran flawlessly. Cool. Um. But I had a bunch of people, you know, email me and go, "How come I didn't get it on my phone?" Because you know we get those emergency alerts on your phone, right? Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So when I start getting like child abduction alerts from Milwaukee. Oh yeah, no the the there that's, was a there was an ninety am- miles away. <laughs> there was an amber alert released to the entire state of Michigan. Yeah, about an abduction that happened in Detroit, and they gave a last scene at this time uh, when I was at the broadcasting conference for the state. We went, I went to the state EAS meeting to learn about this national test that was coming up. Yeah, um, we talked about the statewide. Amber alert though, and he's like, "Well, that's great. We got that up in Houghton in the UP." And he's like. You know, that'd be great. You know, we could call the guys at the bridge and tell them to stop the car when he shows up here in three hours. <laughs> yeah. Last scene at this time. How far can you get? Yeah. How far can you get to driving? But no, it was just, it was a blanket one to the entire state. And there was a bunch of people who were like, really, I got a text message at this time yeah. because of that. Yeah. Um. So the the FCC has voted to upgrade the smartphone alerts. Cool. Especially after the New York uh, bomber. Literally, they only had room and said wanted and gave a name, 28-year-old male, C-Media for pick. 
Okay. Well, that's not that's not helpful. See media for pick. Yep. So they would like to upgrade it to what allow MMS. Um, uh, longer messages, uh, 360 characters rather than just 90, and include links to pictures, maps, and phone numbers. So they won't actually embed it in the thing there, but it will give you links to okay. actual things. And they want to also hook it into the EAS alert system. This article doesn't talk about it, but that was one of the discussions we had at the conference. Nice. Yeah, it looks so, like you're getting all this information ahead of time. Well, <laughs> we we have to, you know... You have to be in the know because FCC fines are nothing to scoff at. No, not at all. That two hundred dollar Wi Fi you know, fine? Unless you're the cable industry, in which case yeah. you just get them to rewrite the rules. Yes. But that, that Wi Fi interference rule, um previous penalties have been in the six hundred and fifty thousand dollar to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar range. That's the like obs- obstructing Wi Fi. Essentially yes. obstructing Wi Fi access. Yes. That's going to suck for the uh, university. Commission. Well, the university or the commission. Because as we said, it's probably not the university that was doing it. It was being sold by the Commission on Presidential Debates. Probably. Still, somebody's going to have to rent out a whole lot of desk lamps. <laughs> to make up for it? Yes. Oh, well, maybe not many desk lamps. No, that is true, sir. Not at those prices. Uh, California. Yes. Speaking of laws and changing laws, may change their self-driving car law to allow completely autonomous vehicles on the road. Well, then. So I was actually just chatting this morning with people about this, about how, like, we're getting closer to this transition than we may think. And we need to really kind of start talking about the implications of that and what's going to happen when five million truck drivers are out of a job. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the map always, which says the the most you know, the common job in every state, and like twenty of them are truck driver. Right. We we kind of need to start figuring that out now. Yeah, because <laughs> this is this is happening. So California is going to allow fully autonomous vehicles on their roads. That's going to be because int- California is big. Yeah. Huh. I I'm surprised about that. There was actually I also saw somewhere a article about uh, I think it was MIT was performing an experiment of letting people decide which way we should handle that that terrible terrible problem that always comes up with autonomous cars. Is the responsibility of the car towards the passenger or towards the people outside the car? Sorry, I was looking up. I remember reading something about Michigan setting up a law about this. I think this was back in, yeah, this was back in August. Michigan was proposing a bill that would allow self-driving cars on any road in the state, including interstates and highways. Not sure what happened to it, though. Pass? Get stuck? Not sure. I'll have to find the actual HR number, which is kind of funny because you have one thing where (laughs) everybody's trying to push autonomous vehicles, unless it's a Tesla then get out of my state. Yeah. Goddamn Michigan. Yep. Well, um, we should probably hit the random review and random topic. Sure. My week. Yes, it is your week. Much more prepared for a review this week than I was two weeks ago. Okay. Because I found this game two weeks ago. Like, the day <laughs> after that we recorded, I found this game. I'm like, this is really kind of cool. And I started playing it. It's called Cell Lab. Cell Lab, okay. Evolutionary Sandbox. 
and it is it is it is biology with simplifications and a few tweaks. But the idea is you have a, a microscope, you have a plate with cells on it, and that microscope may be uh, there's a whining dog. That plate may be in the sun with a light, in which case you can use plant-based cells, or it may just have food on the plate, in which case you use cells that eat the food, and you have to complete challenges. So as a cell gains energy, either through eating or through light, it grows and splits. But you can control what it splits into and what the properties of those child cells are. This feels like homework rather than a game. It's a puzzle. All puzzles can also feel like homework. Yes, but good puzzles don't. This does not feel like homework. It feels incredibly frustrating at times, but it doesn't feel like homework. I'm sitting here watching a challenge, and I'm like... Which challenge are you watching? uh, Challenge 6. Which is? I don't know. I'm watching the video on the Google Play Store. Challenge... Six L lab. God damn it, I've gotta go look up what this Oh, this is the one where there's uh just light up at the top and you have to create a, a photo based plant that will Right, or is challenge six the swimmer? I don't know. Oh challenge six is the swimmer. Yeah, so this is the first one where you have to actually like use two different kinds of cells. It's pretty cool. It's actually a very fun game. It's very clever. Um there, there are some issues with it, but it's free, so, you know, whatever. I'm watching it going, what the hell am I watching? I don't know. What are you watching? <laughs> I'm just watching different videos about it. You're watching little spheres, circles, divide and change shape and grow and divide and change shape and grow. And Yep. There's a point at which you have to uh, use a cell to start attacking other cells. And- so how much of this is different than the first level of Spore? It is entirely different than the first level of Spore. Okay. Because the first level of Spore, you are controlling a single organism. I know this because I actually just played the first level of Spore again a week ago. Why? It was on sale on Steam. (laughs) Okay. It's like five bucks for the entirety of Spore. I have it already somewhere, but I don't have a disk drive anymore, and I don't even remember what, like, where any of it is. Uh, But... In, in the first level of Spore, you are controlling an organism to go and seek food. Yes. On this, you are deciding how an organism grows, but you do not directly control anything. You put it down, and it grows and divides and grows and divides. You just get to say, well, uh, divide at this angle so that it splits off in that angle, and that the child one should be a swimmer, and child two should be a plant. And then child two's children will be another swimmer, and child two's second child will be the first uh, first generation. And so you can do the cyclical growing. And it's really clever. It's very, very fun for the first, like, 30 levels. And then it just gets really, really hard. And I kind of may have given up. <laughs> very good for the intro levels, but it, it, it just... The difficulty doesn't ramp nicely. It's kind of like Space Chem, where it's just suddenly it's yes. like, oh. Yes, there is a Space Chem element to it. Of All of the sudden, like, oh, this is really cute and fun and easy. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to do what now? Yeah. Sometimes it's clear that the, the developer 
has a solution, and that's the solution. And if yes. you don't come to that solution, sucks to be you. That's, yeah, no, that happens. Yeah, but you can do some really, like, super interesting stuff in this game. It's fun. All right, so it's just free. Is this both? It is free. Is this Android and iOS? or uh, That I don't know. I've got it on Android. I don't even know. Their, their main page is a forum. Yep, because you just look it up on the store. All right. Let's just look iPhone. Nope. It's probably Android only. There's a random third-party APK for iPhone. Uh, so trust that one if you want. Mm, might not be the best idea. Yeah. So, random review. Dave likes it. Cell Lab. Cell Lab. It's a lot of fun. So our random topic rolled ahead of time. Yeah. Favorite Nietzsche quote. Uh, favorite what? Nietzsche. Okay. You know, Frederick Nietzsche. Yeah, I, I know who, who Friedrich Nietzsche is. I don't know if I have a favorite Nietzsche quote. Um, Frederick Nietzsche quotes. Here we go. Uh, Nietzsche quotes. Th- that which does not kill us makes us stronger. That was Nietzsche? When you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you... Without music, life would be a mistake. Ooh, I, this is a one that certainly may contend with my favorite. I didn't, again, I didn't know it was him. In individuals, insanity is rare, but in groups, parties, nations, and epics, it is a rule. Ah. That may explain the current <laughs> political climate. <laughs> There's a website that's just literally daily quotes from Nietzsche. There are no facts, only interpretations. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, that we, the idea being we can never actually know the fact. Whoever fights monsters should see to it in the process. He does not become a monster. If you gaze in long enough into the abyss, the abyss will gaze back into you. That's a, that's a pretty damning one. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking at quotes here. Love is blind. Friendship closes its eyes. Without oh. music, life would be a mistake. Yep. Didn't they? he do the, the quote, though, God is dead? Yeah, that, that's probably his most famous. I'm surprised it's not actually on this list here. Well, because he later rescinded it. Oh. God, that, that, that monster one, though, is a good one. If you that, fight monsters long enough. The, well, it's, if you, those who fight monsters should take care not to become one. If you stare into the abyss, the abyss will stare into you. Yep. I think I'm going to go with idiocy. Or insanity. Not idiocy. Insanity. In individuals, insanity is rare. In groups, it is the rule. I'm going to go with, in every real man, a child is hidden that wants to play. Aww. All right. Well, with that... I was expecting some more, like, darker, deep, deep, dark Some of them are pretty dark. Yeah. All right, some of those are are pretty pretty dark. We just picked the lighter side of Nietzsche. Yep. And on that note... On that note, That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.